Welcome to the Happy Millennials Podcast, the podcast where millennials come to get all the tools, news, tips, and breakthroughs to live a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kyle Mackey. Let's get this show started. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Kyle Mackey here. I hope you're all having a fantastic day, great week. The weekend is coming soon. What do you got planned? You doing anything exciting? Are you going on a little trip, enjoying the summer heat? If it's hot where you are, that is. What do you got planned? I hope you're having whatever you do. I hope it's exciting. I hope it just fills you with joy. Something that you absolutely love doing. You're not just doing it because you feel you have to. I hope you're doing it because you want to use your time to do something that you absolutely love because that's what life is all about enjoying every moment of it whatever brings you happiness and the weekend is a great time to do that but let's jump into today's podcast and before we get going i want again to share with you that tonight is the free webinar the three secrets every millennial needs to know about happiness and fulfillment this is the second one last week it went off amazingly it's a party, and this week is going to be even a bigger party. So if you want to join, it's not too late to sign on up. Go to secret.happymillennialclub.com. That's secret.happymillennialclub.com. If you want to sign up for this free webinar, again, it's free. It's not going to cost you a single penny. You can come. You can get as much value out of it as you can possibly get. Take it all in. If all you want to do at the Happy Millennial Club is taking all the free stuff, I highly encourage you to take advantage of it. You got this podcast, you got the free webinar, and we also have what I first said for the first time on last podcast, but I'm going to state it again today, and that is the opportunity for some free coaching. That's right, free coaching here on the podcast. This is the direction I would like to take this podcast, or at least a combination of what I'm currently doing with coaching sessions live, where I help people like you try to change little bits of their life so that way they can have more happiness and more fulfillment in a single session. Yes, there is more benefit out of doing a long strand of coaching. But if you can be extremely open with yourself and and go deep, you can still get amazing results out of just a single coaching session. And the odds are if you're going through something, somebody else is going through the exact same situation. And if you can learn from that situation something, somebody else can take away something as well. So if you're willing to brave the storm, if you are willing to put yourself out there and you want a free coaching session. That's right, a free coaching session from an actual coach. I went to school for this. I've coached many people, something that I absolutely love as I realize how big of an impact it can have on individuals. But in this setting, it can also impact others as well because people can learn from what you're going through, from the struggles you're dealing with. And if you have it in you to be coached, 
our live coaching session for this podcast, then I want you to email podcast at happymillennialclub.com. That's podcast at happymillennialclub.com. Tell me a little about yourself and tell me why you would love a free coaching session and hopefully we'll be in touch and hopefully you will be on this coaching session on the podcast very shortly. But let's jump right into today's session with that happy story. As I said last week, we're going to change the format. I'm going to make it a little bit more exciting. We're going to have a fun story to start off each session. Then we're going to get into whatever the topic might be for that day, which will increase your overall happiness and fulfillment in your life. And then we're going to end it with the random question generator, where you get to know me, the host, a little bit more. And again, I know a lot of you that are on this might know me personally, but for those of you that don't, this is an opportunity for you to get to know me a little bit better. And if you would like to know anything in particular, by all means, you can send me an email at podcast at happymillennialclub.com and ask me whatever question you would like, and I will answer it in the get to know the host portion of the show. But let's jump into this really fun story. The story that we're going to talk about today happened for an Australian man. He was flying on a flight from Melbourne to Perth. And he did something that I think is very honorable. He stood up for the little guy. The little, little guy. And I, I mean the little guy. He like, it was small. He stood up for the little can of beer. That's right. He stood up for a can of beer. What a man. I enjoy beer. It is true. I do enjoy a good beverage every once in a while. I love it for the taste of it because it tastes absolutely amazing. There's nothing better than trying a new beer. Myself, I keep track of every beer I drink. Untapped. I love the experience that comes from all the different flavors that are out there. I don't tend to drink to get drunk. That is not my thing these days. But to try the different flavors, now that is what it's all about. Because there are so many different flavors. If you don't think you like beer, you should try some out there. My mom, she was in Vancouver visiting. She said she doesn't like beer. Guess what? I found a beer she liked and she drank a whole glass of it. Yes, beer. It can taste incredibly wonderful. It can almost taste like juice at times if you're not a beer lover. Try a sour. That's a good starting point if you really don't like beer because it's just so different. But anyways, back to the story since I tend to digress quite a bit. But this man was denied bringing a beer on the plane. So I'm guessing it was probably in his checked luggage. It doesn't actually say this here. But they weren't going to let him bring his beer. And I'm guessing he also didn't have any checked luggage because then you would just think he would take that beer and just shove it in the checked luggage and it would show up on the other side. But from what I gather from the story, he had this little guy, this little can of beer, and he didn't want it to go to waste. He also wasn't going to just chug it right there at the counter because then they might think that he's a drunk and then he might not get allowed on the plane. And that is never good because then that gets really expensive. You never want to miss your flight. You want to get on that plane, especially if you got somewhere you got to go. You want to get on that plane. You want to get where you're going. 
But he decided that when they said, Sorry, sir, you cannot take this beer on the plane with you. He said, Well then, I've got a great idea. I'm going to check this beer. And that's exactly what he did. Literally, you can see right now a checked luggage baggage tag on this can of beer. It's something export. It doesn't actually, you can't see the full beer here. But it got checked. Qantas checked it. Qantas, yeah, the airline Qantas. They checked just a single can of beer. This guy... His name is Dean Stinson. He saved this beer's life. He didn't want it to go to waste. So he spent probably, who knows, 25, 30 bucks to send a single can of beer to somewhere else in Australia. But I'm pretty sure beer is expensive there. I think it's way more expensive than here. So that one single can probably already costs like five or six dollars. So, you know, spend 25 or lose six. Get to drink a beer don't get to drink a beer. I guess you spend that $25 to save a beer's life and you can drink it. But when he arrived in his final destination, which was in Perth, first thing out on the carousel, a single can of beer. A single can of beer on the carousel came out way before everything else. Obviously, they need to give it some extra attention so it didn't get damaged. It was in perfect condition, probably even chilled. He yeah, because it would have been in the compartment where it would have been cold. Probably got the luggage right away off that conveyor belt, chugged it right there. What a great way to start a trip. I don't know if he was starting a trip or ending a trip. I, don't, I really don't know the full story. But that is an incredible story. It just brings a smile to my face. Hopefully it brings a smile to yours too. That's the whole point of these stories. Stories that are just happier than the negative news that we get all around us. A man saving a beer, looking out for the little guy, the little can of beer. Anyways, let's jump into the main portion of today's podcast. The tip, the advice, the thing that you can do to increase your happiness. And today we're going to talk about volunteering. Volunteering. How many of you Do some sort of volunteering. Something that you don't get paid for. You just do it because you want to do it. You want to help out. You want to make a difference in some sort of way. But you're doing it on your own terms. You're not doing it because somebody's forcing you. Your company's paying you. You're just taking a day out of your week, an evening, day on the weekend, a couple hours here or there. To just do something that you love, but that makes a difference in some sort of way. You do something that if it wasn't for you doing that volunteer position, they might not even be able to do it. That service that you're taking part of might not exist if it wasn't for volunteers like you. Is there something right now that you're volunteering for? And if you are... Do you feel like that's having any impact on your daily life? Because right now I'm on this article from the lakecountyhospice.org and they have an article that is on the happiness effect of volunteering. I will say 
that this article could be skewed because hospice is volunteer-run. But I know people who work in hospice. My mother does. My uncle does. And I'm pretty sure they both love it. It is something that you do for free. The good of your heart to help make sure that people's last few days on this planet are as comforting as possible. It's a great thing to be a part of. And I highly commend any person who is part of this. Or whatever you're helping out with, I commend you on just getting out there and making a difference. But this article claims that people who volunteer are 42% more likely than people who don't to say they are very happy. Not just happy, very happy. Is that you? Are you one of these volunteers who say they are very happy? The 42% of people that say they are very happy? Because if I could do something that's going to bring me 42% chance of being very happy, I'm going to do it. That sounds good. Sounds like pretty good odds. I'd like to be very happy. I would like to say that I feel I am very happy, but something will bring me more very happiness, which I know is not a word or a way to say something, but if something can bring me very happiness, I'm going to do it. Anyways, so volunteering makes you more happy. And I think you could quickly understand why. It is because when you volunteer, generally speaking, you're doing it because you do believe it's having a positive effect in the world. When you're working your nine to five, you're often doing it just because it's paying the bills, not because you actually see the value it's making in the world or in the company. You see just dollar bills flowing into your bank account. But when no dollar bills come into the bank account, there has to be some sort of motivation behind it for you to actually take part. So volunteering, well, it goes into a completely different category because the only reason you do it is because of the impact it makes. And you get that feeling, that warmth inside, knowing that what you're doing is actually making a difference. Volunteering has more effects than just simply bringing you happiness. It has mental health and physical health benefits. It can provide you some self-confidence boosts, some increase to your overall life satisfaction. It makes you feel as if you're part of a community. It also makes you have a more positive view on life and have something that you're working towards, which is extremely crucial to finding that enjoyment in your life. And it gets you out there. It gets you connecting with other people. Because generally speaking, you don't volunteer alone. Usually there's somebody else out there. You're connecting with somebody who is in an unfortunate situation. You're volunteering with people who are in similar situations that you can connect with on a very similar level. Or maybe you are just doing something that's on your own, but you really realize what kind of impact it's making out there. But generally speaking, it gets you around other people, which is awesome. And then it's fun and it's a great way to find things that you're interested in, to develop new interests, 
growth. Growth comes like crazy from volunteering. If you do not know what you want to do in life, get out there and volunteer. Volunteer with as many different things as possible because you're going to feel the upsides of all the different things that you get involved in and not as much of that negative. You're going to find the things that you actually love, the things that actually bring you some joy. Things are going to actually start to feel meaningful and there's going to be some interest behind what you're doing. And volunteering allows you to escape from all the day-to-day routines that you constantly are part of. And sometimes we need a break from those sort of things. So if you are not volunteering at some sort of organization, if you were just doing what brings you in dollars, try to find some sort of organization that you would like to connect with and make some sort of impact with. I'm not saying you have to do it every week, every month, but do it every once in a while. Because it really does start to make you feel good. There's a part of us that likes to be part of giving, charity. When you give, you actually get back more in return than what you put out there. It's not as tangible. It's not as obvious. But it's sort of like the Grinch. Your heart grows when you make a difference in a community. Now, I wouldn't encourage you go steal a bunch of gifts from an orphanage and then bring them back the next day. No, that is, that is not the right thing to do. Don't be a Grinch. But if you went and spent some time at an orphanage, it, orphanage and help bring love to those children... Now, that would make you feel really good inside. And it would make them feel really good inside because then they'd feel as if somebody loves them. Which we do. Us as humans have a deep love for other humans out there and we feel for each other. So take the time out of your life to actually show it and volunteering is a great way to do so. Some of the highest points in my life have actually all revolved around volunteering. One of the first volunteering opportunities I took part in for many years in my younger days was being involved with the Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Organization. It was probably one of the most impactful organizations I've been a part of in my life. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Hobie, if you're out on the west coast of Canada, you probably are not too familiar of it. For those of you in Ontario, you especially if you're in southern Ontario, then you might be more aware of it. If you are in the States, then this is right up your alley because it's all over the States. It's all over the world, but the States is definitely where it's biggest because Hugh O'Brien was an American. For those of you who don't know who Hugh O'Brien was, he was a Western film star. He filmed movies back, I want to say like the 40s, 50s, maybe the 60s, but back in the day. But he had a mission to help youth and teach them how to become better leaders so they could have a bigger impact on the world. I would say if it wasn't for Hobie, I wouldn't be 100% who I am today. In fact, it was my time at 
Hobie that I actually probably came to the realization that I want to be a motivational speaker. I was at a Tony Robbins Foundation presentation that just radically changed my life for where I wanted to see my life go. And yes, I did get off track at points when I got into sales. But at a young age, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I wanted to help people live happier lives. I just got off track when the money started taking over. But it's great that I'm back on path. But getting back to what Hobie was all about, my first year there was me actually as a participant. But quickly after you spend your year as part of Hobie, there's your little local seminar, which I actually didn't go to, but I went to what was called a clue, which is a really small thing, but it made it so I got to get involved in the organization. And I quickly got more and more involved, went up to the World Leadership Congress, which was in Washington, D.C. I think now they do it in Chicago. Originally, I actually think it went from city to city, but it's an amazing conference. I think there was like around 500 students from all around the world all 16 to 18, most people around 16. I'm pretty sure I was 16 at the time. And aiding leaders to really develop and find what it makes them so special and how they can impact this world. But after this, I actually got involved with the leadership. I helped put on some clues. I helped put on the Southwestern Ontario uh, Hobie Seminar. I was Mr. PMA, which was all about cheering and getting people pumped and energized. It it was awesome. It was like cheerleading, which sounds weird for me to say it was fun, but it was amazing. Sort of like what I do as a fitness instructor. I constantly am just trying to pump everybody up. It's just such a rush. I like it when I can get really excited and into it and just start screaming and yelling. That's sort of what I did as Mr. PMA. But anyways, as getting involved with this leadership was when I first really got introduced into volunteering. And the biggest volunteering opportunity actually came at that international level, the World Leadership Congress. There I was first year, I think, team ops. No, I was some other sort of group of people that just really help out with all the random sort of stuff. I think it was the second year where I was part of the team ops as the assistant food and beverage manager. So it's really just team ops, the assistant people. And I just was helping out the higher director there. But it was a great opportunity to just help impact all these other youth life. And I did that for a couple of years. And to be honest, if if there wouldn't have been some changes and if my athletic career wouldn't have went in certain directions, who knows? I might even still be involved with the organization today. And it has even came across to me to maybe get involved with it again someday because knowing the impact it's made on my life and being able to help somebody else go through that exact same sort of change is just an incredible opportunity to be part of. And I can't think of a better organization to volunteer with. Because youth are the future. And as much as we can work with our own generation, we can work with, you know, past generations, the future is what's going to shape the world we grow into. And right now, the world might be headed in a not so great place if we look at all the negative news that is out there. 
So trying to work with the youth because they come up with just incredible ideas. And it was just amazing to be volunteering and having that impact. Even though it wasn't directly related to each of these people, I was part of that team. I had that connection. And I was able to have that sense of belonging. I wasn't getting paid. They didn't even pay for my flight, I think, the second year. I think the first year they paid for your flight and they gave you a small per diem to spend on a little bit of food. But I think in the second year they cut out either the per diem or the flight, but something they cut out. So you were doing this just for the love of it. That was my first volunteering experience that was just absolutely incredible. Yes, I did some other types of volunteering, but this one was on like a really huge scale. And then the next thing was coaching. For a long time, I was an athlete, but when I got to the end of my career and I knew it wasn't going anywhere, I shifted into coaching. And this was one of the most fulfilling parts of my life. When I went traveling for 11 months, it was fairly easy to quit my job or get the leave of absence that I got. But the hardest thing was stopping coaching. By the end of my two years and a bit working with all these athletes, it was incredibly hard to let that go. It was the one thing that was possibly going to stop me from doing these travels. But I knew that wasn't the reason to not go traveling because I really needed that at the time. But the time that I had with these incredible youth that were trying to develop as athletes was just out of this world. I didn't get paid for this. I did it for the love of the sport and for the love of these athletes. They were giving it their all. I had so many coaches help me over the years as an athlete myself. It only felt right to give back. And some of my greatest accomplishments in the athletics world, I would say are as a coach. Some of the accomplishment that some of my athletes have achieved is just absolutely amazing. They were some of the most awesome athletes I could have ever asked for. And if any of them are listening to this, you were all incredible and it was an honor getting to coach you. But this was volunteering. Nobody asked me to do it. Nobody forced me to do it. There was nothing that was related to paying the bills. I don't think any sort of money came my way from doing this. It was simply because I wanted to make a difference in these individuals' lives. So if you ever have the opportunity to coach, whether it's track and field like I was doing or a little league team or you know a soccer team or whatever it might be, it's an awesome opportunity because people grow. People become different people based off the way you coach. I was a hard ass. If you were to ask these kids the first three to six months if they liked me as a coach, I can guarantee you 95% of them would have been like, Kyle's a dick. Yep, I was that dick of a coach. But I was tough on them, and I showed a tough form of love. And I think if I were to go back and talk to a lot of them now, they would have appreciated what I did for them. Because truly, everything was coming out of good intention. I realized if they were going to be the best athlete they could be, it came from me being the best coach I could be. And I was doing it the way I felt I could. Again, completely out of the goodness of my heart and it warmed my heart every single time I was with them and leaving it was one of the toughest things I've done in my life 
And then that brings me to my most recent, not my most recent, but one of my more recent volunteering opportunities that I had, which was this past Christmas. I'd always said to myself that I would have loved to volunteer at a shelter at Christmas. And this last Christmas, I happened to be alone. So I thought, what better thing to do on Christmas? All my family and friends are all in different areas, and I didn't have anything to do that day. So I volunteered at a shelter in Vancouver. And I was really not quite sure what to expect from this experience. I wondered how many people would actually be at a shelter on Christmas. And being from Vancouver, where homelessness is through the roof, you would think it would be a lot of people. Weirdly, it wasn't as full as I thought it would be. But the experience that I had there was incredible. We had, I think, about a dozen people volunteering on Christmas. And to be honest, they didn't even need a dozen people. And a dozen doesn't seem like that much. But the amount of impact that we as a team were able to make on that day was mind-boggling. We got food for three meals prepared in about two hours. And we made enough food to serve, I think, like about 140 people for each meal. I can remember making enchiladas. Mm, enchiladas, Mexican food. I love Mexican food. And I got to make that for 140 people. Me and one other lady, I can't remember her name, but we worked as a team to serve all these people. But then when you actually came to the point of serving the food, it was already incredible seeing these people that were giving up their Christmas day to make food for the less fortunate. But then when you're there and you're giving out that food, these people who are in rough situations for whatever the reason might be, Some people are there for reasons we cannot imagine. Sometimes it's not because they're not a hard worker or because they just are trying to work the system. Some people are there for things that, you know, it might not be that it's out of their control, but they got put into a situation that was extremely unexpected. And these people who are getting this food for free are so thankful seeing the looks on their face when they get this delicious Christmas meal. I know enchiladas does not sound like a Christmas meal. That was just the lunch. The dinner was your traditional Christmas meal. But they are thankful. They are so, so thankful. And I didn't get paid to make this food. I didn't get paid for my time to be there. I was there because... I wanted to help out. I wanted to make a difference. And I got paid like no other way you would ever imagine. I got paid with that feeling in my heart, that warmth throughout the body, knowing that I was helping people have the best Christmas they were going to have. This was such a warming experience. It'd be something I would do again in a heartbeat. Helping make other people's Christmas the best it could possibly be. 
It was quite saddening to see how few people actually took advantage of it. About out of 140 plates that we made, I think there was somewhere between like 30 and 50 plates left over. Which in a city like Vancouver, where there is so much homelessness, it'd be amazing to see that everybody gets a, a fresh meal on Christmas Day, or any day for that matter. And obviously there is a bigger issue at the soul of it all. And maybe there will be a solution to one day to end homelessness, and that would be fantastic. But at least being able to be part of that community, that group of people that improved upon some people's days for a day where being alone sometimes sucks it was just a truly rewarding non-financially and I wouldn't have asked for any other scenario. So I want you to look at your life. If you're not currently volunteering, if you're not currently making some sort of impact in the world outside of what you do for work on a daily basis, try to think of an organization that you might be able to get part of. Try to think of a way that you can positively affect your community, your city, possibly somewhere outside of it. You can volunteer for organizations that are nothing to do around you. One thing that I've always wanted to do and I do plan to do it one day is volunteer in a third world nation. I think it would be incredible to link traveling and volunteering together. They're two of the most growing opportunities you'll ever have in your life. And to link them together, how powerful would that be? I think it would be a truly remarkable experience to have. If you've ever had that opportunity, feel free to send me an email and tell me what it's all about. Maybe I'd love to share your story as one of those stories to start off this podcast. But if you're looking for a way to improve your happiness, to add some joy to your daily life, to make you feel a little bit more fulfilled, if your work is not bringing you that fulfillment, find an organization you want to volunteer with. It doesn't have to be weekly. It doesn't have to be monthly. But every once in a while, get out there and volunteer. If you want it to be every week, that's great because you're going to start to get addicted to it. It's going to start to bring you these rushes of satisfaction and joy. And you're just going to keep on doing it. But at the bare minimum, do it every few months because it makes you feel absolutely wonderful. And if you're looking for that little jumpstart to your overall happiness, what a great way to do it. That is what I'm asking you to do. It makes a difference in the world. It makes a difference in the community. It makes a difference in your life. So, let's move on to my new portion of the podcast where you get to know me a little bit better. I know you're getting to know me through my thoughts on all these different areas where you can increase your happiness and different experiences that I've had, but it's nice to have a little bit more fun with this as well too. Again, if you have any questions that you would like to know about me, by all means, send me an email at podcast at happymillennialclub.com. That's podcast at happymillennialclub.com with your questions. I may not respond to every email I get. I am not the best at emails. There's something you should know about me. But I will read them. And there's a good chance if you ask me a question, I will answer it on the podcast for everybody to hear. So if you're interested in knowing anything, 
feel free to throw the question out. As long as it is appropriate, I will probably answer it. Just don't ask me something that's really, really dicey. Then I might have to put an X to that. But anyways, let's jump into the random question generator. And hopefully maybe even next week, we'll get some questions from one of you. That'd be great. So if you have a question, send me an email. I'd love to answer it. But the random question generator, click the button and let's see what we get. What would a world populated by clones of you be like? Wow. Wow. That would that would be a world, right? A world populated by just me. Well, unfortunately, the downside of that is that there would only be men and women are great. We need both men and women on this planet. So I'm going to say it'd be sad. Now, if there was a female version of me, that would be interesting. But just me, no, that, that, that'd be a little sad. You want variety. You want excitement. And as much as I like to think that happiness is what it's all about, there's more to life than just a single person. So I don't think a world populated by clones of just me would be the ideal scenario. I don't think that would be the ideal scenario of any human being on earth. I think it's great that we have a vast difference of people out there. And I think if you take that, the beauty that is that in itself away, the world would be a very sad place to live. And if an alien ever came by and saw a planet of just a single person, just a million times over or a billion times over, he'd be like, this is a weird generate. This is a, a weird planet. And he would probably just go on his way. Plus if it was just a populated a world, just populated by me, like I like to think I'm a fairly smart dude but I am not as smart as some people out there. So we would not advance in any sort of way. We would literally probably stagnate. We might be happy, but we would be stagnant. We would not be going to Mars. That would not happen. Then again, if it's a bunch of me, I could do a lot of things. I could just be like, you, Kyle, you do this. And you, Kyle, you do that. And you, Kyle, you do this. But yeah, I just don't think it would work. Let's move on to question number two, which is, What's the most ridiculous fact you know? Oh, damn. I don't know a lot of ridiculous facts. What is the most ridiculous fact I know? Um, Most ridiculous fact I know. I feel like I don't know that many ridiculous facts. I know you can't chew gum in Singapore or else you can go to jail for that. That's pretty ridiculous, chewing gum. I think you need a prescription if you're going to actually chew gum in Singapore. I know in Ottawa, you cannot tie your horse to a street lamp on Bank Street. That is still against the law to date, which is definitely in need of an update. Not that we ever have horses that people are tying up to this light post, but that is pretty ridiculous. Oh, I know it's the most ridiculous fact in the world. All the rules that my strata has. Oh, Moving to Vancouver, this is the first time I've ever actually lived in a condo where I'm renting from an owner. And I don't know, maybe Ontario is the exact same way. But the rules that stratas have are absolutely bonkers. That's ridiculous. 
Sorry for my rant there. Let's move on to the final question so you can get to know me a little bit better. If your life was a book, what would its title be? I asked, I answered a similar one last time about a movie. Maybe these questions aren't that random in the end. Okay, if your life was a book, what would its title be? Well, I feel like that one's boring because it would just probably be like a biography. And I only read self-help books, so I really am not going to have an exciting title here. I don't know if I love today's questions. I might, You might have to start sending me questions really soon because I want to ensure these questions are sort of fun. But... Yeah, it just it be the biography of Kyle Mackey. But or it might be my three word secret phrase for happiness advanced passion effect. It could be that. Yeah, I'm not sure. These questions suck today. Well actually, now the first one about clones, that one was pretty cool. I like that. That was that was that was a struggle but cool to think of, but probably a bad world to live in. Anyways, I think that's going to be it for today. That is the podcast. Hey, hope you all enjoyed. I like. I hope that you're enjoying this new format of a story, a thing to work on, and a, and a couple cool facts about myself or questions about me. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to send it to podcast at happymillennialclub.com. If you want to get coached by me for free on the podcast, Send me an email at podcast at happymillennialclub.com. And if you want to come to the free webinar tonight, that's Thursday. This is when you're listening to it. And if you're listening at another day, just go to this website anyways, because I'm going to be running it every once in a while, every few weeks in the future. But right now, more frequent than that. That is secret.happymillennialclub.com, secret.happymillennialclub.com. You can sign up for my morning secret if you haven't heard it already, and then sign up for the webinar, which you'll find on the second page. So thanks for listening today. Have yourselves a happy day, a happy weekend. I hope you're doing something really exciting, taking advantage of the heat, the summer, sun. Hopefully it's not raining. I don't know what the forecast is, but enjoy. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all again on Monday. Have a great weekend. 